I'm going to talk about this idea that we're in the golden age of fraud. And I believe Jim Chanos was the first person, at least I heard of, or that's credited, right, that has said this. But, you know, what is fraud? Fraud's a crime. And just like we have high levels of financial fraud, I'd say, white collar, you know, crime. We also have very high levels of, uh, you know, physical violence, you know, typical, you know, more, uh, more typical crime, right? Where it's a, it's a violation of other people's property or rights based off of a physical threat or physical violence versus fraud is actually, it's, um, if you look up the definition of fraud, it's very interesting. It's the same principle where you're violating someone's property rights, but the way in which you do so doesn't involve, you know, direct violence or threats of force, right? Direct force. It's a sly act, right? It's the act of deceiving, of, of getting someone to hand over their property, right? Dispossession of property uh, through deception. That's what fraud is. That's what that's what how you should think of fraud. But they're really sort of um, two peas in a pod, right? They're they're related, right? They they both involve uh, taking from others, right? With without their permission or without um, proper consent. Sort of think like you know sexual consent laws, right? This is weird to think about, but. Uh, they don't allow children to consent because they, they, they just have this idea that children can't, uh, they don't know enough to, to consent to sexual activity. So we put an age right on the ability to consent. Well, it's kind of like, you know, fraud is kind of like that, where, uh, if you gain something by, if you gain property, right. From somebody else, but you've deceived them into giving them, giving, uh, you've deceived them, right? So they've given you the property under some false pretense or some misstatement of fact, right? Some kind of inducement, right? That's just not true, a lie. Then that's, that is, um, that's kind of similar in a way. Now, it's my opinion that we, we, that no one understands what fraud is. They don't even under, the victims of fraud don't even understand when they're being defrauded. And I have to say, that I think we need to educate people because I don't, I don't, I think I want people to understand they've been duped. They've been deceived. Now they also, you know, I believe in free will, right? I mean, uh, they also acted right. And maybe they went on a gamble, you know, when they bought, bought Bitcoin, but they, but, but it wasn't just their fault, right? It wasn't just them just taking a gamble. They were deceived by people trying to sell them Bitcoin. You know, if, if, if they heard a lie, right, which there's so many lies in Bitcoin that I can pretty much guarantee anybody new to the space is buying Bitcoin based off of a lie that someone told them. And that is actually fraud. Uh, it doesn't matter that the person knew it was sort of a gamble if they, you know, if, if they were lied to, right, uh, by someone trying to induce Bitcoin buying, that is fraud. So I, I just want to comment, I'm on this sort of justice system kick where, I, where I'm sort of researching and studying in my mind and thinking about how our justice system fails, 
And um, the primary, I think you have to think of it like this, like the primary objective of a justice system is to seek justice. It's in the name. And what does justice mean? It means restitution or punishment. It means to make whole the person you defrauded or, uh, or punish the criminal, right? So if you take someone else's rights, if you violate someone else's rights through financial fraud, through uh, rape or murder, you forfeit your own right to live, I would say. Now, this is a question that in my mind I still have, you know, an eye for an eye, right? Is this the pro- is this justice, right? In my mind, it is. I believe if you murder somebody, you should be put to death by the state. Um, but the problem is, is if that, first we have to agree on what justice would be. I think if you defrauded somebody financially, you should be making them whole, right? Not only should you be having to restore them, right, to their previous financial status, but perhaps you also deserve some amount of jail time. I don't know what that would be, but, you know, that that would be justice in my mind. Well, um, so first we have to agree on what we think justice is, but, you know, and that's somewhat debatable, right? I mean, how long of a sentence should someone get? If someone murders somebody, you know, should they be put to death? In my opinion, yes, because that would be justice. Other people have problems, have problem with, uh, you know, the state putting people to death. I don't know why, right? If they murdered somebody, you know, why do you think they should be able to live? What, right? I mean, a lot of these people might be God lovers, right? They might be coming at it from, oh, I can't, we can't, we can't put someone to death. We can't decide, right? I don't really like these arguments since I'm not religious. I need to hear another argument um, that someone has why we shouldn't have the death penalty and why somebody who rapes and murder, murders and dismembers someone uh, doesn't deserve the death penalty. I want to know why they think this this evil person who did this evil act deserves to live, right? Um, but this seems to be the prevailing uh, sentiment of people in our country, in America, because we're not really putting that many people to death. Number one, death penalties off the table in a number of different states. But I also am curious, I'm very, very curious on, on how, um, on not only, you know, our inability to put people to death currently who, who committed, you know, a murder themselves. Um, but this idea that even in cases where they are sentenced to death, you know, even when justice seems to be prevailing and they're sentenced to death, they don't die. They're still in jail decades later, right? Appealing, right? We seem to give more rights to the criminal right, then, 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 then care about the justice of the victim, the victim's family, you know, and actually putting to death someone that was sentenced. So a guy that had an impartial or as impartial as possible, fair trial, given every opportunity to, to plead their case, um, you know, uh, I can see maybe this got carried away in our justice system is like, well, what if he's really innocent? Well, Maybe he deserves to have an appeal, right? Maybe maybe the trial wasn't conducted as fairly as possible. So let's give this guy an appeal. And then it, it keeps extending decades and decades later. Something's wrong here, though, right? I mean, maybe I could see letting the guy challenge it before he's put to death. But how many times are we going to let, you know, a guy that's been convicted of murder on death row, sentenced to death, 
appeal his case, right? How many times? I mean, we just let it go on for decades. That's not providing justice. So we become so obsessed with the method, at least in criminal law, of, you know, making sure it was impartial and unbiased. I mean, nothing is ever, you know, truly impartial and unbiased. I mean, you can, you can approach, you know, levels of impartiality, but even today, you know, we're striving for this goal and oftentimes we will fail at this goal. Um, people come in with their bias, biased opinions and their view of the evidence, quote unquote, their view, right? They're, they're not reasonable people that are sitting on this jury. They lie to get on the jury oftentimes. Um, they've made up their mind before they hear evidence. They, they you know, it's become, our justice system has become highly, highly partisan and political unfortunately, in tribal, even black versus white, you see black, I, I, you know, this Harvard commentator, Eli Mistel, you know, that he's got this black, uh, he's black, and he's got this black fist with the bird on Twitter as his little profile, right? It's a black Twitter, black power, you know, he, he, and he, he writes for like Harvard law or something, or as a professor, I don't know, he, I think he went to school at Harvard, and like, he is now a journalist type commentator on like NBC or something, Eli Mistel, he wrote a piece a few years ago telling black jurors that they should always, um, that they can use jury nullification, basically this, this, this way to protest and always get the black perp off or always convict if it's a white against a black. Like, so just using race as a tool that's not justice. That's not the justice system. That's, that's, that's the opposite of justice. And this goes on today. We have black leaders in this country today talking about how they can perverse, pervert our justice system and make this about a race war instead of, you know, an individual case, right. And looking at the evidence and the particulars of the case. Uh, no, no, no. He just wants blacks to see race, you know? So, and no one calls him out on it. Like, no mainstream person I've ever seen has ever called this guy out on this. <laughs> uh, you know, and if they do, they write one article and then they forget about it. I mean, every time there's a, there's a case, this needs to be talked about. <laughs> there's a black on white case or whatever kind of case there is. This needs to be discussed. Um, but my problem with our justice system is we're so focused on the rights of the criminal to such an extent that we're failing to provide justice for the victim. So even when someone's sentenced to death, again, decades later, they're still in jail waiting for their death sentence, right? Appeal after appeal after appeal. Um, and if we're so focused on, you know, the method by which we're convicting or not convicting, you know, but we're, but, but, but we become so obsessed with, you know, making sure this guy has 15 different appeals. He's on death row. Well, we're not getting justice for the family. He's been already, he's already been convicted of death, you know, to, and he sorry, convicted and sentenced to death. Um, and, and we're not giving justice. So, you know, if you fail, um, so let me just read what I wrote right here. Our current justice system is so focused on method and rights of the criminal that it often 99% of the time doesn't provide justice to the victims. If you fail 99% of the time at your mission, right, which is trying to find justice for the victims, then the method you use, the fair and impartial trial, right, doesn't really matter, does it? And I do believe that. If if 99% or some very high percentage number, you know, uh, 
where the justice system is failing, right, to provide justice to its victims. And justice here means if a guy has been sentenced to death, he needs to be killed within, I'd say, two or three years. He, he doesn't, he shouldn't be around for decades, just, just in a jail, being able to constantly appeal. Like this needs to happen way quicker. And so if the justice system isn't actually working at its primary mission, which is to serve justice, um, if it's failing, right? If it's failing at that, then, um, then it's failing at its job. And so what I'm saying here is if the, so the methodology doesn't even matter, right? This fair and impartial trial, the trial that we want to give everybody, which is a good noble goal, but this method that we have called fair and impartial trial and give, you know, extend all these rights to the criminal, even after he's convicted and sentenced to death, um, it sort of perverts the whole system. It's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he had a fair and impartial trial, if he's getting away with murder, right? If he's not served justice, that's, that's the problem that I see. Um, and so I'm just trying to compare, you know, this violent crime that we have in this country and the inability to serve justice to financial crime that we see or that we don't even see and also inability to provide justice to victims, right? Fraud is a crime. It's hardly ever prosecuted. Um, it's hard. Most, most people who commit financial fraud and I'm telling you, there's a bunch, right? And then mainly there's a ton of, you know, there's a lot of them in the crypto industry. And obviously it's not just crypto, right? Um, you know, there's all kinds of stock market fraud and, and securities fraud in general, but, uh, we, we don't prosecute these crimes or hardly ever. We hardly ever prosecute these. So all of these people who are committing financial crimes are getting away with it. How is that fair, right? How is, how is it fair that people who commit violent crimes are getting away with it and people who commit, you know, financial crimes are getting away with it? This teaches people there's a risk reward, right? This teaches people that you can go become a criminal and get away with it and you probably uh, will get away with it, right? You can, the clearance rate for murder right now, meaning just the cops being able to, I think, find a suspect or charge them, right? Charge them with a crime, not conviction rates. It's just, Hey, did, did the police have enough resources to investigate a crime to, to follow up on a lead, right? A murder, right? And do they have the resources to, to find their, to find their guy, right? Charge him or whatever. Well, the clearance rate for murder is 50% right now. That's pretty low. What's the, so that means, you know, if you kill somebody, <laughs> Now, it probably depends on who you kill. I'd say that blacks are getting away with murder, you know, far, far more than a white could. <laughs> it also depends on who you kill. Like if it's a black killing another black gangbanger, you know, that doesn't really matter, right? That doesn't, that doesn't matter as much as if a white, you know, rich person is killing their, their spouse <laughs> or, or something like that. Just, it doesn't matter because blacks commit more crimes. This is not an unusual case, right? Where some black gangbanger, you know, shoots another black gangbanger. Just, it's not even a story. The media doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so, I mean, I do. I care about all, all crimes, you know, wh whatever race they are. I care about all lives and I care about all crimes and I care about all of them being prosecuted. Uh, but the media, for some reason, you could say is racist towards blacks. They don't care about black on black crime. You know, they, they like other kinds of crime, but they don't like that one. But so this tells me that if I'm a black criminal, I can, you know, I've got one in one in two or probably higher, 
one in two chances of getting away with murder. So I can go kill my rival or the guy that I don't like and get away with it. Right. I, I won't even be found. I won't even be charged probably. And even if I'm charged, right, I may not be convicted. The jury may, may get me off. And even if I'm convicted, I may get out on a technicality. Even if I'm commit, convicted of murder and sentenced to death, I may not even be be uh, executed or it could be 30 years before I'm executed, right? So you're always in your mind, you know, there's the morality issue too, but in your mind, you're always calculating risk reward, right? And if, if crime is not going to be punished, financial or, or, you know, what's the <laughs> financial or, you know, theft or murder, like out on the streets, um, looking for the word that describes that type of crime. It's not really blue collar. I mean, is it blue collar to murder somebody? I, I think blue collar is more like just theft of a store. Um, but yeah, if crime isn't going to be prosecuted, people are constantly considering risk reward and whether or not, uh, you know, committing financial fraud, uh, is a, is a, is a bet that might, you know, pay off for you. Maybe, maybe you'll get in trouble. Maybe you won't, but if this if this country is just lax on crime, we're not punishing it, and if our moral standards have gone down the tube, right? So a lot of people say, well, we don't need a law to prevent people from killing each other. Well, some people do, because some people don't have morals, right? For some reason, there's, there's some people in this world that would go around killing people all the time, um, but the only thing that prevents them from doing so is a law. That says you can't and that you're going to be punished. Now, I don't think that most people are like that. I tend to think most people would not go and violate the rights of others by killing somebody. You know, even, you know, even if there was no law against it, you know, like this weird movie, The Purge, this is the idea behind this movie, is it's like one night a year where you can go commit murder and not uh, not be charged for, for it. Like not, there's no crime. Uh, no one can put you in jail or, or try, try you, right? It's a weird movie. It's a weird premise. But I, I think that, yeah, there's going to be some people that take advantage of that. But the majority of people, uh, even if murder was not a crime, uh, wouldn't wouldn't go around killing people. Right? They just wouldn't do that. <clears throat> but for others, yeah, <laughs> they they would eat, they would do more murder. Uh, this would totally incentivize them to to do even more. Um, which is kind of crazy to think about. These people don't deserve really to be living in, you know, a civilized country, right? I think they should be expelled. <laughs> if we could, if we could expel people that think like that, then we should. But is it, is it worse? Is it, but compare that to financial fraud. Are you a worse person if you want to commit financial fraud, if there's no crime against it or no punishment, then, then say murder. I mean, I'd say murder is a worse offense, right? But ideally, uh, we have the same moral morality where we're not, we don't want to defraud other people. Uh, uh, just be, you know, we don't want to defraud other people, even if there's no law that says fraud's illegal. We shouldn't want to defraud other people. It's just not, you know, it'll come back to bite you eventually. The word gets out that you're a fraudster. They don't want to do business with you. I mean, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so it's not good to want to defraud people. It's not good to want to defraud people. Uh, and we have, we have laws against this, just like we have laws against murder. Uh, I don't think most people would be committing murder or, or, you know, financial fraud 
if we didn't have laws punishing it. But what we do see is if you don't have the laws punishing it, we do have people that take advantage of, of being able to commit a crime and thinking they can get away with it. So, um, but it's really, the laws are there not really to, to they're not really there to, um, to direct behavior, right? They're more there because there's a victim of a crime. There's a victim, right? You've, you've hurt someone somehow. You've stolen something from them. You've murdered them, right? You committed financial fraud against them. There's, this is why laws exist, right? This is why these, these types of laws exist. Um, and, um, I, I just, I wonder, you know, the people that don't like the death penalty, going back to the death penalty, I wonder if they, you know, if, if their spouse was murdered, right? Or if their daughter was raped and murdered, would they feel the same way, right? Would they feel the same way that they, they're just going to say, yeah, he should just spend the rest of his life in jail. We shouldn't, you know, the state shouldn't kill him. I mean, really? Uh, I'd be surprised. I'm just wondering if, if, you know, if they would want someone to be put to death, if they raped and murdered their daughter, uh, right? So all these people that are against the death penalty, this was the question I would ask them. Okay, so you're against the death penalty for everybody, including, you know, your, yourself, including for your, your close loved ones, including for your daughter or son, right? Or, or, or baby. What if your baby was raped, dismembered, tortured, murdered? Would you be okay with not uh, having the death penalty available or with having a justice system that doesn't ever provide you justice? Maybe the guy gets off in 12 years. I mean, is that okay? Is that okay for you? I mean, to me, that that's crazy to meet somebody. I think they're probably off their rocker. They're really just crazy. They're probably a God person, right? And I don't really buy these God people's arguments. Um, but if somebody has an argument <laughs> that... Uh, for, for why they wouldn't put wouldn't want capital punishment, the death sentence carried out for their baby or daughter or kid being raped, murdered, tortured, set on fire. I mean, just think of all these horrible things that could happen. Would you not, would you really not want the death penalty? And I want to hear a different argument than the God argument, right? I want to hear a different argument. So if you have one, please, you know, respond, uh, message me on here. Or, or, you know, call into another show even. I'll take your call if you want to discuss it. <laughs> um, but anyways, our justice system is failing. It's, it's, it's very, it's very, it's very, something is really wrong with our justice system. And I just want to point out, I'm, you know, observing, I'm studying history and, you know, lynching. While I don't agree with lynching, I don't agree with mob justice. I don't agree, agree with not having an impartial fair trial or as best a one that we can give. But lynching, to the extent that they were right and they got the right guy and they killed him, they got their justice, right? An eye for an eye. If they actually got the guy, then that was justice. The method was wrong, right? He didn't get a fair trial. He didn't get a trial at all often, right? But if he actually had committed the crime and was killed, right? That was justice. So the method was wrong, but they got their justice. In my opinion, you know, I don't like I don't like the mob trial at all. But oftentimes we have mob trials today in, in this country, 
right? If you have a bunch of protesters every day showing up to court, threatening the jury, uh, which we've seen with black people do. <laughs> uh, and if you don't agree with that, you're, you're just missing basic observation skills. <laughs> but the black mob, you know, is threatening jury members, threatening the court, threatening the country with rioting unless they get their way. How is that not mob justice? Now, it's mob justice using the courts, but they're influencing the courts. And that's almost as bad as just a lynching case back in the day, right, where there was no trial at all. <laughs> or sometimes there was a trial, and then they yanked the guy right after he was convicted since death, they yanked him out and, and murdered him, right? So it's similar. Now, it's not exactly the same, but our system today doesn't even have fair and impartial trials. The method, right, is, is off, even though we, we think we have these fair and impartial trials. Um, and then we don't even get the justice at the end, right? This, the perp, the victim, sorry, not the victim, the, the criminal gets to sit in jail 30, 30 years, you know, on death row. Um, and he, he's, he's basically not put to death or he dies of natural causes. That's not justice, right? So we're not getting justice today. Uh, we did get it in our lynching days. You know, if you want to, if you want to just compare, you know, did they get justice? Well, to the extent they got the right guy, they got justice to the extent that they didn't get the right guy, that was a mistake. But at least they provided justice. Now, I'm not defending it. I'm just comparing and contrasting whether the justice at that time, um, the, the meth, the, you know, whether this justice, uh, crude justice actually got its justice. <laughs> I'd argue that today in our court system, we don't get justice. But on lynching days, sometimes they got justice. Now, it was very unfair. I don't agree with it at all. I don't agree with the methodology at all, but our methodology today often is mo very mob-like. So nothing is perfect. And again, I'm not defending lynching. I'm just comparing and contrasting two different forms of seeking justice, right? And, and did they reach their goal? And I'd say lynching, a lot of times they did. Our current, current American court system, oftentimes we don't get justice. The methodology is better today, but we don't get justice. And if we don't get justice it basically fails at its primary mission. So we need to reform our courts. And I, I want to reform them in such a way that we still provide fair and impartial trials in a, in a, at the state level. But I want the state to do its damn job. I want the state to actually provide justice. You know, because I've talked about this before, but if you, if you allow our government, the government is for the people by the people. If they're not doing their job, the, the, the people can take rights they give into the government away. Same with the judiciary. If, if we don't think we're, we're getting justice, the people could take these rights that we gave our state court system, justice system, away, right? And so people still need justice. How are they going to get justice? They're going to have to figure out another way. Now, I don't, I don't recommend going back to lynching. I don't like that idea at all. Uh, I'd like to reform the state level because I think a civilized society, the state is the one that is the best tool to provide impartial, uh, fair trials. Um, and carry out, you know, possible death sentence. The state is the only one I think that should be allowed to do this, for sure. But our state system currently is not functioning, right? It's not functioning. And what happens in countries where their, their system is so corrupt, right, they see mob justice. They see the lynching going on. Lynching is still a thing in many countries, you know, places where they don't have courts or they have corrupt courts, right? Or, the, or certain people, maybe ethnic groups, don't think they can get justice, 
So today, blacks are lynching other blacks. Why do I say that? Lynching is technically, you know, vigilante justice. It's technically two or more people, right? Not giving someone a fair trial, just taking it out on someone and not using the court system. Well, what do you think black people do to other black people? They don't, they don't call the police. They just go, um, they, they have a dispute. They settle it with guns. They go to the mall, they go to 6th Street, they, or they go wherever. They see another black gangbanger that they don't like. They just shoot him. That's, you know, and oftentimes they're with a group of people. That's mob justice. That's lynching. So blacks are currently allowed to lynch other blacks today in this country. And I want to see a federal prosecutor, right? Because they just made this, a, a, you know, a federal crime. I want to see a federal prosecutor actually use these lynching laws against these blacks, right? That would be quite funny because I realize this law was passed sort of as a symbol, right? But who knows? I mean, lots of times these are passed as symbols for something, but then they're used for something else, which is actually really scary. But why don't these federal prosecutors actually start start prosecuting, you know, blacks for lynching other blacks? Because that's what they do. Blacks don't like the court system, right? They often don't like, they don't trust it. They don't like it. They don't, they don't even tattletale on each other. Snitches get stitches. All the, all, you know, this, this famous line. Black people are the worst people about, they're the worst group of people that don't like the state, that don't like the justice system. They're, they're the worst, what I'm saying is they're the worst um, for the people, a group of people that don't like the justice system, don't want to use the justice system to get justice. Blacks fit that category to me. They are they don't like the court system, right? They don't, they don't want, they don't like, they don't like the police. They don't cooperate with the police. They are like uncivilized in this way, right? They, you know, maybe they don't trust it. Maybe they have a good reason not to trust it, but still they, they, I mean, if we're talking about, you know, using uh, state, state uh, courts to implement justice, uh, they don't, they want nothing. They don't want to be a part of that is what I'm trying to say. And I'm not saying it very well. <laughs> it's going to come across really bad. Um, what I'm saying is they least trust the system. They least think it's going to help them. Right. And so they don't want to work under the system. They don't want to get justice through the system. They'll, they'd rather just go shoot up, you know, a fellow gangbanger uh, on their own. Right. So they don't they don't believe in the courts on average. I'm not talking about individuals here. On average, they don't believe in the justice system. And, you know, lynching is something outside the justice system. That's his definition is it's, you know, extra legal punishment. Well, in my opinion, blacks are the people most responsible for wanting to seek extra judicial punishment.